Oh my goodness, I feel the anxiety. It just wells up from the bottom of my stomach, and it happens every year on this day. It's the Tuesday after Labor Day. I don't know if it's just conditioning from, you know, years ago into school, just that first day. Even though it's not the first day back to school for many kids across this great province, many are going back on Thursday. The Toronto District School Board, for example, my kids go back on uh, on Thursday. But nevertheless, it's just the anxiety. And that, I mean, I just think that's just back to just, you know, the before times. Now you have a situation where kids are going back into in-person and in-class learning for the first time in many, many months. And for all of us, we got to navigate this, the stress, the anxiety, and to help me sort all the way through it. I'm going to be joined in just a second by an adolescent psychologist, but I just want to play this for you quickly. This is one parent speaking to Global News this morning about concerns as kids go back. Take things as it comes, you know, like if we feel that it's not safe, I wouldn't mind just, you know, staying home and teaching my kids. I'd really like it if the staff could be all vaccinated. There's a couple of parents talking about, you know, that they'd prefer that everybody be vaccinated, obviously, and taking it step by step. On the line, Dr. Janine Hubbard, who's a pediatric child and adolescent psychologist. Welcome, doctor. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me about dealing with, let's start with the younger kids, the under 12s, maybe, and dealing with those kids as they head back. What's your number one piece of advice for a parent? Uh Ask your kids what they are excited about and what they are afraid of. As adults, we tend to make a lot of assumptions about the things that they may be very nervous about. Um, And we may often be so far off base in terms of what our kids are actually stressing out. And um, and not to minimize it, because sometimes the stuff sounds really petty. Um, It could be the, you know, um, what if... What if my friend isn't in my class? Or what if I don't get to sit with them? All the non-COVID normal anxieties that kids always have. Um, So don't minimize the concerns. Ask them about them. And then problem solve with them. Don't give them the answers. We are so tempted as adults to just problem solve for them. Get them to walk through, well, what would you do if, um, you know, you're not in the class with your friend. What would you do if somebody isn't wearing their mask properly? Um, walk them through those and get them to generate the answers because that then equips them both to cope with those specific situations, but it gives them a sense of mastery and a bit of a sense of control that I can problem solve on my own. So if other things come up, they're then feeling more confident and able to address them. I, I love all of that. and I guess as a parent, my... My hesitation sometimes in in treading into, you know, what is it that worries you is that I somehow sometimes think that that will create more anxiety. But the the important thing is opening the line of communication. Absolutely. Um, Because, again, we don't I'm always amazed at the stuff that we think kids are probably worried about. And that's not it at all. Uh, The number of junior high kids who are stressed about, well, what if I can't work the lock on my locker? Um, Again, we're worrying about COVID. We're worrying about all kinds of uh, big things. Uh, a lot of these kids at the moment, particularly the junior high, high school, the social worries at the moment are probably some of the biggest concerns. Because um, again, they haven't had that regular face-to-face socialization uh, that most kids at that age are used to having. And so there's a huge fear of, you know, what did I miss out on? What if so-and-so isn't my friend anymore? What? Like, what have I missed? And if I'm already a little bit nervous and I haven't actually had to make new, you know, friends in a while, how am I going to cope with that? 
Mm. Yeah, let's turn our minds to the older grades because my eldest is going into grade 11 and they were saying that, you know, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, in the before times, you know, they were super concerned about classes and class size and noise and who was sitting where. I, I think they're just kind of excited to actually be in a class and have other students around them. And it's going to be an interesting adjustment. Um, yes, absolutely. I'm hearing the, I can't wait to see people in person again. Mm. Um, now, some of that novelty will wear off after a week or two. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be an interesting challenge because some of the kids really thrived on the more independent online learning. And other kids, it was just a disaster. Um, so I think we're going to see a real readjustment struggle with the, oh, wait, I have to sit, you know, I have to stay in my seat and I can't just get up and pace around my bedroom while I'm listening. Um, and other kids are going to find it much more engaging. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to see some, some, like I say, some growing pains as people readjust to the in-class experience. All right, can I be super selfish and just you know, talk to parents here? Um, how do we cope with these anxieties? I just, I know for me, myself, I... If left to my own devices, I will just talk myself down all day about my parenting abilities. And how do we deal with that? Um, you mean you're human? Um, <laughs> which means none of us are perfect. There is no such thing as the perfect parent. Um, we're all doing the best that we can. And a lot of it is, I, like I say, I come back to that open communication, talking to your kids. It's finding out how they're feeling, how they're doing, what they need from you, uh, what they don't need from you. Um, and really just the more you can talk with them without driving them nuts. Um, car car <laughs> yeah. drives are great because you've got a captive yeah. audience. Uh, <laughs> mine's, mine's almost 16. The last thing he wants is to hear from me. Like, that's kind of the problem. It's like, Dad, go away. That's okay. Hey, there was a wonderful study done a couple of years ago saying that what teenagers need most is parents as potted plants. They basically just need them to be around as a presence. Don't, don't bug them. But knowing that you're there, knowing that that support is there, that that help is there if needed. Um, I thought it was a great analogy. I, well, I, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice, parenting advice I got from, it was from a mom. And we were sitting outside school dropping off. And she said to me, you know, men, and this just, I, it's not only men, but really applies to men, I think. It, like, we're fixers. Like, yeah, you want to get in there and like, well, let me get out the toolkit and fix that thing. And it's like, yep. just Stop that and just shut up and listen and just be quiet. You don't have to fix anything. You just have to be, be there. And do you know what? That's actually great advice for anybody. And, I mean, I even suggest this to adults if you have a friend who's in distress, sometimes even just checking in going, do you want me to be in problem-solving mode today or do you want me just to be in listening and hanging out mode? Hmm. And addressing it directly because, yeah, that tendency to, that's okay, that's what they uh, drill out of us when we first start grad school is don't try to fix everything. Sit back, <laughs> listen, uh, hear what's going on, and then together you can work together on some solutions. All right, let's wrap it up with what you said. Communication is your top uh, piece of advice for parents. Just one more takeaway for parents as they navigate this week. Um, I think as we go through all this, be age-appropriately honest with your kids and teens about the safety concerns. Um, 
And again, with the ongoing knowing that uh, things will continue to change and rules will continue to change, and um, like I say, be honest with them and work on flexibility. Dr. Janine Hubbard, always great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, Dr. Janine Hubbard is a pediatric and child and adolescent psychologist.